0: Well, welcome to all you brave souls. Thank you for coming. Uh, For those who don't know us, my name is Nayaswami Anandi. This is Nayaswami Bharat. We'll begin with a reading from Rays of the One Light. These are parallel passages from the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, These are written by Swami Kriyananda. And this week, the title is, What is it to fail spiritually? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. The first passage is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25. Jesus tells the parable of the ten virgins, five of them wise and five foolish. They await their bridegroom, the Christ consciousness. The wise virgins keep the oil in their lamps, symbolic of their devotion, lit through the night. The foolish virgins placed no oil in their lamps. These foolish ones are like the average devotee going through the motions of outer ritual, but keeping no fire of love burning in the heart. When the bridegroom's coming is announced, the foolish virgins realize their mistake and hasten out to purchase oil. During their absence, the Christ consciousness comes and embraces those who have been awaiting him with devotion. The foolish ones, by their lackluster devotion, are not accepted by him. Watch, therefore, Jesus told his listeners, for you know neither the day nor the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. In Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda describes the foolish virgin consciousness he encountered in the Mahamandel Hermitage he stayed in as a young man in Benares. I was pleased, he wrote, that my new home possessed an attic where I managed to spend the dawn and morning hours. The ashram members knowing little of meditation practices, thought I should employ my whole time in organizational duties. They gave me praise for my afternoon work in their office. Don't try to catch God so soon. This ridicule accompanied me one of my early departures toward the attic. Later, during meditation, I felt lifted as though bodily to a sphere uncircumscribed, Thy master cometh today. A divine womanly voice came from everywhere and nowhere. This supernal experience was pierced by a shout from a definite locale. A young priest, nicknamed Habu, was calling me from the downstairs kitchen. Makunda, enough of meditation. You are needed for an errand. The Divine Mother's words were not spoken for the benefit of that priest, the foolish virgin, but for Makunda, the wise virgin. For this was the day his guru, Sri Teshwar, came to him. Grieve not, friends, if you feel that you have been foolish. No error is forever. day, if you keep your lamp lit now, your opportunity will come. In the Bhagavad Gita, the sixth chapter, Krishna promises every devotee, Arjuna, none who works for self-redemption will ever meet an evil destiny. Spiritual failure, though a deep disappointment, is always temporary. Eternal hellfire is but a projection of vindictiveness in the human mind. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Oh.
1: morning. I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity, a a book on mystical poetry by Paramahansa Yogananda. O infinite alchemist, spiritualize our weakness into strength, and our wrong thoughts into right thoughts. Grow thou a flower of divine understanding from every seed of activity. With the magic wand of foresight given by thee, teach us to transmute the ugly imps of selfish ambition into fairies of all-serving noble aspirations. Train, Lord, each stallion of desire to become a champion racing for thine abode. Transform our base ignorance into the gold of wisdom, that it become a liquid stream of spiritual gold, rushing steadily to thy shore. Well, we're uh, a little bit fewer uh, this Sunday. Um, I don't know if it's because of the storm that we had and the power outage, or if uh, people just didn't want to hear a talk on what is it like to fail spiritually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, j m Barry, he said that we 're all failures, uh, at least the best of us and uh, what does that mean? I was meditating on that and uh, you know we're we 're born as a soul and we um, we have a more animal nature of uh, people as we just have a human birth we uh we 're just in our senses, and that's all we want to please, and there's not a lot of initiative, uh, no expansiveness whatsoever, Swami said, with with working with people like that, uh, you just really need time, and they need to be in a, in a, a, a wholesome influence, and slowly that soul learns to evolve. And then eventually, as Divine Mother said, she's very disappointed in us when we think that we're our one little body and uh, here she has this infinite cosmic body. And, you know, I was reading uh, about uh, Om Samadhi, and it's where eventually you feel yourself in every atom in creation. You know, and that's the contrast between you know, a soul dimly becoming, starting uh, to be aware, and then uh, uh, having this kind of uh, vast consciousness. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of changes that Happen along the way, and a lot of perceptions are changed. A lot of uh, maybe mistakes are made, and uh, it's just part of the process. And we aren't our, our sights aren't very high unless we uh, aren't uh, failing. And and what is failing? You know, we uh, often uh, we might hit a, a challenging time on the spiritual path, and we think, well, gee, I'm. I'm not getting through this. Uh, maybe we, we could get down on ourselves. And it's actually just, we're still in process. Uh, Divine Mother just wants to take it all away. Uh, Sister Gautamanta, Yoga's, uh Yogananda's uh, highest woman disciple, uh, she talked about uh, going through periods like this and like it being a furnace. And, uh, and if you really stay the course, uh, the uh, the devotee becomes like steel, and really has that uh, sense of uh, inner inner strength. Uh, I remember uh, as a boy watching Spanky and our gang, many of you may have watched that, uh, but it's a, a bunch of little boys, uh, and they're always into mischief, and that actually sort of somehow rang really true to me when I was growing up, <laughs> and my three other brothers, but at one point, one of the little boys in Spanky our gang had these barbells, and he would just lift like this. Really high and just get them up, and everybody would applaud. And then finally, he would just take the drop the barbells. And then uh, the little boy, the littlest one, he came up as the stage crew just to clean up. And he walked over and just picked it up and just (laughs) walked across. (laughs) And we, uh, the devotee, you know, if we're going to go become strong, you know, we, we need these kinds of challenges. And uh, we, uh, the mistake that we can make is to sort of identify with that challenge itself. Uh, and uh, if we do, uh, then we, we forget really, as this affirmation for this week, we forget really who we are. And uh, a way to, Master said that we should be like a tractor on the spiritual path. And uh, we go up the hill and we go down the hill. An attractor stays the same speed the whole time. It doesn't get elated. Sometimes on the spiritual path, we can feel so close that it just seems a matter of time. How many times has that happened uh, to us? You know, we have a very good seclusion uh, and good meditation. And, or we just, you know, maybe Swami, you know, he, he comes again and, and we, we hear him, and he just models that consciousness so beautifully. And it just feels so close. Uh, and then other times, uh, maybe uh, we aren't that close. And then all of a sudden we think, well, gee, I, we're, we're farther, farther away. Uh, but if we're just that tractor that's just doing what's the right thing to do, uh, because, uh, and just what's the godly thing to do, and if we just keep on doing that, that will uh, get us through the different um, challenging parts on the spiritual path And uh, a thing too, uh, I loved Swami, uh, Swami Kriyananda was uh, talking about how when you're uh, listening to the cosmic vibration, feel that Aum is manifesting itself through you, or uh, feel the cosmic love is loving through you. And and it just, and, and so everything that happens in our life, feel that it's God acting through us. Uh, we have maybe a challenging meditation period, it's God acting through us. Or if there's a real flow, uh, it's God acting through us. And if we just more impersonalize it, then we're able to just keep on going uh, and really excelling this woman wrote Swami Kriyananda a letter and she was so inspired by her visit uh, to the village that uh, and then she got back into her life, back wherever it was in the the city, and she just felt like, um, you know, everyone I met at Ananda, they looked like they uh, they're just in an inner joy all the time, every day, and probably every moment of their lives. Uh, and Swami uh, sort of it was said <clears throat> in the letter, and he said, no, that's not the case. It's incorrect to, uh, to assume that. The, the spiritual path uh, has uh, all different kinds of periods uh, of doubt and apathy and, uh, you know, dry spells where maybe things can uh, feel like it's futile, but... Uh, you just uh, work at it and keep on working at it, and uh, you know there's there's different stages on the spiritual path. Uh, the first one uh, that's uh, the, uh, as you just get on the path, God often He reveals uh, our soul nature to us, and we we have real profound experiences of God, and they can just be so thrilling, and that uh, creates. A real strong incentive on our part and a zeal to uh, I remember when Swami Kriyananda talked about the ohm vibration. I was so thrilled by it, just this idea that it existed that uh, for a certain period of time, I was meditating on an om eight different times during the day because it was just there 's just that enthusiasm that every every devotee uh, uh, encounters uh, and uh, and then uh, there comes the the middle part of the path and sometimes that isn't is uh, joyful all the time and you think well is it something that I've done uh, is it uh, is there something uh, wrong in my approach what do I need to do and that's not the case at all God in the in his benevolence has really shared himself and to, to show us what what's possible and then, uh, but God doesn't want to uh, influence, influence us unduly. Uh, his magnetism is so great. I, I remember talking on the bus in the Holy Land with Swami Kriyananda, and he shared to a few people that, because uh, he was talking about another spiritual teacher uh, who was working with people in a certain way, and Swami said, I could expen- uh, uh, extend my magnetism and influence people, but... I don't want to do that. Um, uh, God has given each of us self-will, and uh, God, during this part of the the path, He's He's allowing us to choose what we really want, and uh, and we show by our actions what we want, what our interest is. If we if we want to be close to God, then um, then we're very very focused with our practices, and of course. God is blessing us all along the way, always encouraging us. But it's always after we put out some kind of effort uh, in attunement, and then he responds. Uh, And it's always a way to lead us. And so this middle part of the path is really one of really coming to a sense ourselves, what we really want. I, I, I really feel that God gives us what we want. And uh, the problem often uh, in the early part of the path is we want so many things. Uh, but uh, when we want only God, then God doesn't have to keep himself separate. And then he, he'll come to us. Uh, and uh, the third uh, part of the path, uh, Lahiri Mahashai talked about that it starts to become uh, effortlessly liberating. And uh, where there's just a, a real attunement uh, Rajasi Janakananda, Janakananda the uh, the most advanced disciple of Swami Kriyananda, uh, who went had the highest state of realization, um, he would uh, walk hand-in-hand hand with Paramahansa Yogananda, and just swimming in divine joy, and all the other disciples would run to the window and just watch. And there was just... Yogananda was just giving every, all, everything, the whole spiritual treasure, to Rajasi Janakananda, and there were just no barriers and eventually that will happen for all of us and it is already happening uh, for all of us just uh, just in knowing uh, uh, you and uh, and all the people associated with Ananda that you know this is becoming more and more uh, a reality in our lives, and so uh, we it 's not free-sailing yet, um, but uh, we, we just we know uh, where our true treasure lies, and our lives become more and more focused in that way. I talked about uh, how um, on the spiritual path, sometimes we, we hit a patch and we think, uh, there's something I'm not doing right yet. Uh, and there's a, there's a real beautiful story Uh, about a a man who uh, was sleeping in his cabin in the woods. And uh, while he was sleeping in his cot, uh, the the cabin room just was filled with light, and God appeared to the man, and he um, greeted him, and he said, uh, took him outside the, the cabin and showed him this big rock that was buried in the ground. And he said, I want you to push that rock. And uh, so the man was uh, loved God and uh, wanted to do everything he could for God. And so every day he would get out and he would take off his shirt and he would push that rock and that rock wouldn't move. Uh, all during that first day of pushing, not a, a, a movement at all in the rock. And so the next day he went out and he pushed that rock again. Well, he was very firm in his beliefs, and he kept pushing that rock week after week, month after month, and even year after year, he, every day he went out to push that rock. But then uh, one day, he, he started to get discouraged. He had a lot of fortitude. <laughs> and uh, the devil uh, just said to him, why are you pushing that rock? You haven't moved it one bit, and um, in, in, implying that his whole life was a failure. And, in that, and actually, uh, Yogananda said that, um, you know, the discouragement, uh, that's the, the wiles of the devil, because then our energy becomes paralyzed. Well, that's what happened to this man. But he still had uh, enough faith in God and love for God that he prayed and, uh, uh, to God and just asked. Uh, and uh, just said, I, I just feel like I failed. And God came to him and he said, I didn't ask you to move the rock. I just asked you to push it. And you you think that you fell because the rock hasn't been moved. But look at you. Your arms are really strong. Your your back is very strong. And look what you've become. It wasn't about the rock at all. Uh, It's about your own inner strength. And that's what happened to the man is that he became really strong. And so when we're going through Uh, different times uh, that, uh, quote, we might define as a spiritual failure. Uh, It's really just for us to grow in our own strength. Uh, Master uh, has talked about there's two things that we should avoid on the spiritual path, indifference and uh, discouragement. Uh, Indifference, I'd like to talk just a little bit about that. Lahiri Mahashai said that if you don't think of me, how can I help you? If we don't think of God, if we aren't interested in God, how can God? Uh, we, we all are changed by God's grace. Uh, and God responds uh, because of our interest and gives us more if our interest is high. And so if we, if we just sort of stop, uh, we're going to. You can't just stop on the spiritual path; you'll slide backwards. And then discouragement uh, is uh, is something that. Uh, uh, well, I think that story just so beautifully uh, uh, explains about pushing that rock. Uh, just uh, Just do the right thing. Surround yourself by uh, other devotees. Uh, do your meditation as best you can. Sometimes we look and we don't think maybe we can see any results, uh, because it's very challenging. But I was uh, thinking about you know trying to overcome the body when the body's not well in meditation. Uh, and uh, but you make your effort, and you um, and you you uh, experience uh, some of that freedom. Uh, well, in meditation, even when we're feeling well and we try to meditate, what are we trying to do? We're trying to overcome the body. It's all the same, and it just doesn't matter uh, how the uh, outer circumstances are. Uh, and so, um, with that uh, discouragement, uh, just realize that. It's really a gift from God just to have that inner strength. Yogananda uh, uh, wrote something very, very beautiful I'd like to read uh, a selection of, and I've titled it, Never uh, Never Lose Courage. You must never lose courage. Divine Mother sent me to pilot you out of the clouds of your mind. Everybody's difficulty is different. And he or she has to win that test of karma. Overcome all by constant inward calling to God. And utmost devotion in words, thought, action, and obedience to guru. Your troubles I do not mind. I will never give up my job about you. Never for a moment identify yourself with momentary flashes of air. A smooth life is not a victorious life. And I will give you lots of my good karma. So you will get through. I will not only ever forgive you, but will lift you up no matter how many times you fall. Keep unceasingly trying to conquer. Not only will I invisibly help you, but visibly through many here. There's a very um, beautiful... Well, actually, before I tell this story, uh, I was reading about a, a saint and, uh, as he was growing up in India, uh, his uh, grandmother was a spiritual teacher, and she wanted to teach him uh, about attachment. And so she said, I would like you to get into this rocking chair. And uh, she settled him in. He was maybe seven years old at that time. He said, now I want you to hold on as strong as you can. So he held on uh, really tight, and then she reached down and she started pulling him out. And he didn't want to come out because he was told to hold on. So I held on, and she, just, she was bigger and stronger than he was, and just pulled and then yanked him out. Uh, and then she said, now I want you to sit in the rocking chair and uh, just relax. And then uh, she reached in, and she just pulled him out effortlessly, and it didn't hurt. And you know, I've been maybe talking about more of the challenges of the spiritual path, but it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, if we're, uh, if we're really ready to release all the things that hold us back and we don't have that attachment to them, we can come out easily like that young saint in the rocking chair. I was very struck by a conversation that uh, Dr. Peter Van Houten had uh, with Swami Kriyananda. Uh, he, um, they were uh, talking, just the two of them, and uh, Peter said uh, to Swamiji, uh, wasn't it difficult to live with a man who was omnipresent, speaking about Pharma Ansa Yogananda, uh, that knew every thought in your mind? And Swami said, yes, it was. But I wanted to change. And so uh, the, the antidote to discouragement is courage. Uh, that willing to, uh, as Sister Gautamata said that there's no spirituality without heroism. And that's what it really takes, doesn't it, on the spiritual path. There's a, a beautiful story about a, a young shepherd boy on the night, or in the morning, the night that Christ was born. And after all the other shepherds had left, uh, he went in and uh, he knelt by baby Jesus. And uh, the, uh, of course, other gifts had been given to Jesus. And, Uh, He didn't have anything, uh, and he felt bad about that. And so uh, he he came close to Jesus, and Jesus, uh, uh, he explained that he didn't have a gift. And Jesus said, well, uh, uh, I want something else. Because the boy, all he found was a broken knife blade that he could give Jesus. And and he said, "Um, I want uh, the drawing that you made. And the boy just sort of dropped his head like this, and then came very close to Jesus. Jesus could speak even, you know, his first day on earth. <laughs> I mean, an Avatar, there they don't have any limitations. Uh, and, uh, and the boy just very whispered, uh, whispered so no one else could hear, uh, and said, well, that was such a bad drawing. A- and Jesus said, uh, I want you to give me everything, uh, especially the bad things, uh, and especially those things that you aren't, Happy about in yourself. and then uh, uh, Jesus said, "And I want something else. Uh, I-, I want that broken plate." And the boy um, uh, said, "Okay, I'll bring it to you." And uh, and, uh, and 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 Jesus said that everything that is broken, I'll be, ma- I'll make it whole for you. And now I want you to tell me what you told your parents about that broken plate. And the boy was very ashamed. And he said, I told my parents that the plate had fallen off the table, but I was really mad and I threw that plate on the ground and I broke it. And Jesus said, I want that too. I want you to give me everything. And I was thinking about the, the inner realities of God, uh, the inner light. Uh, we, we get a taste of, of God's joy uh, maybe we hear the, uh, the cosmic sound, uh, we, we, we feel God's love, uh, and uh, the transforming power that those experiences have. Uh, I, was, uh, I finished the Aum book uh, with the image that I just recently wrote uh, of Aum. Aum is the holy fire, and as you uh, come close to that fire, you feel the radiant, uh, comforting uh, warmth of the flames. But then, as Master said, we want to melt into Om, melt into Om, and the uh, and the soul gets uh, just totally dissolved in the liberating flames of uh, of Aum. But any experience of God, and in this story, this uh, young shepherd, he was uh, Christ represented the Christ consciousness, and when we offer everything that we have, I mean, why. Um, you know, that's how we get transformed is the, the greater reality. Uh, and the more that we do that and the more persistent we are, uh, everything will go and we'll flow into it like a river. Okay. Bless you all.